R E A R E A R E A R E A Audio R E A audio. R E A audio. R E A audio. Audio. R E A audio. Reemployability. Reemployability. Season two. Season two. Season two. This week, we finish our conversation with Wendy Dressen, Senior Director of Volunteer Programs with Muscular Dystrophy Association, and Anthony Meza, an injured worker who was placed with MDA for his modified duty assignment. I think most of us can agree with the belief that it's better to give than to receive. But believing it and experiencing it can be two very different things. Anthony tells us more about his work with MDA and how what he got back for his time investment far outweighed the time that he put in. Anthony, one of the things I've got, I've had pleasure of being able to speak with a lot of injured workers that have been through our program and a lot of people that have uh, tremendous stories of recovery. And the one thing that always bubbles to the top for me is the person's attitude that attitude seems to overcome everything every obstacle that everybody that i've spoken with it's they've had an attitude just like yours do you feel like is attitude something that you were born with is it something that you learned is it something that you grew tell us tell me a little bit about the attitude that you currently have and and how you developed it my attitude i mean um it, 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 I, I've always been like a, a coach, a leader, and type since I've grown up. Always enjoyed that position. Um, when I started off, actually, a lot of it comes from you know, I started. I was in karate for a lot of years. You know, I started five years old, and I became a black belt at twelve. I used to teach karate at eight years old. You know, to thirty-year-old, forty-year-olds, and I mean, it, from there, from there forward, it gave me that sensibility of confidence. And with that confidence, it kind of just grew on to me with everything I did in life. And whatever I took on, it was I was always confident with. And it, it was always wanting to share. I always wanted to to um, to provide, to help. I always had that helping hand. So I just, you know, just kind of all came together. And I still do nowadays. I, every, every time, you know, I go help out. I, you know, something happens. I'm always there to help. Whatever I can do, you know, uh, just helping people. I'm on my lawn. I see my lawn. My neighbor's lawn is long. I know he gets tired when he comes home. He's a painter and he's like 60 something years old. I'll mow his lawn. It's, yeah. it's not very big. Then he'll call me. He'll text me the next day. Thanks, bro. <laughs> my, he goes, he'll go, thanks, bro. My wife was on me already. <laughs> and then, you know, just little things, little, little gestures and little things like that. They go a long way. They do. Cutting grass and saving marriages. Yeah, yeah. Nice job. (laughs) I got you. You never know. (laughs) You never know. So, Wendy, you've dealt with all kinds of volunteers in different roles and things. Tell me a little bit about what makes a, a perfect volunteer, not only for... MDA, but just in your role as a whole? Is it, is it attitude? Is it, is it association with the organization? What do you feel makes, makes for a great volunteer? I honestly think that there can be a lot of different qualities because we have a lot of different roles. Um, and so different personalities, different qualities blend well with different particular volunteer roles. But I think that people, I mean, it, it's, it comes from the heart, the desire to want to serve other people. Um, what you talked about, we call that informal volunteerism. When you're helping your neighbor or you're coaching your kid's uh, baseball team or you're helping at church, like it's, they don't usually have formal 
programs, but you're still helping other people in need. And so we just, that's informal volunteerism versus like a formal program at Muscular Dystrophy Association. But I think it's just people who have a desire to give back, that they know that they can have an impact on somebody else's life. And so I think we can work with all the other pieces. We can work with schedules. We can work with temperaments. We can, I mean, we can work with that, um, but it's just people who've got to have a heart for helping other people. Anthony's doing a great job for you, I know, but I'd like to hear about, oh, excuse me. I'd like to hear about some other people that you've had as volunteers in your experience that, that have been awesome. Tell me a good volunteer story. So we have a lot of success stories when it comes to positive volunteer experiences. Um, and a lot of my favorites kind of revolve around our summer camps. So we actually had a gentleman that I talked to last week. Um, and for years, he's been volunteering at Muscular Dystrophy Association summer camps as a volunteer counselor. And he's a working young professional now. He just got a job for with Microsoft. And he said before he accepted their job, the one caveat was that he would be able to get, he would need to get a week off every summer so he could continue to volunteer at our summer camps. He said it was a non-negotiable for him. And I think that's super cool. We also have a lot of people who chose their profession based on their experiences volunteering. So whether they went into social work or occupational therapy or nursing, but I got to tell you, one of my favorite stories are we've had, we've got a handful of people who met their future spouses when they were volunteering at Muscular Dystrophy Association. But for all of those volunteers, they create a sense of purpose and community, and that creates a lasting impact. And that that impact is not just for the folks that we serve. It's also for the volunteers. So we hear time and time again how people will say they are getting more back than they are giving when they donate their time to the Muscular Dystrophy Association. Yeah. Do you find that most people volunteer for MDA who have some kind of a family association with the disease? Or do you get a lot of people that just, I don't randomly pick working for you? Um, I think it's more that people have an association. They might Mm -hmm. know somebody or they have a coworker who had an affiliation and that coworker asked them to participate. Um, We do definitely get some people who... Uh, there happens to be an event in their area and they just want to give back. So it doesn't necessarily mm-hmm. matter that it's related to Muscular Dystrophy Association. We also sometimes will get people with service learning hours. Um, we see a lot at summer camps, people who want that experience because maybe they're in school for physical therapy. Mm-hmm. But I would say that there's definitely a big pull. There are people who have some sort of family member or connection to somebody who has muscular dystrophy. Now, Anthony, I I don't believe you had any connection to muscular dystrophy. It just had to be, it it was a right fit for you to participate in this program with muscular dystrophy because we had the the remote work uh, option or they had the remote work option available. Um, I'm glad you did it. And it sounds like you've made a really, really good uh, connection there. Um, I'd like to ask you that if you had a chance to talk to another injured worker from any other industry or your own that is skeptical about, you know, they got their offer letter, maybe their employer hasn't fully explained what this is. What piece of advice would you give them? Or what would you say to kind of ease that fear at the outset to let them know that this is okay? I would say, you know, just, uh, you know, put the fear aside, give it a shot, because, you know, it will change your mind once you're in there. It'll make you feel better through your injuries. Um, It'll help you heal. 
it will help you heal because it keeps you occupied and positive that uh, you're not so focused on your injuries anymore. Uh, we'll be assured that you will receive a paycheck. Um, you will put in your hours and you'll get paid. You'll get paid the same. Uh, and uh, that's, that's, that's a big key because a lot of people think, oh man, I'm losing my job. Well, no, you're not losing your job. You know, just putting you in something to keep you, you know, occupied in the time to meet your injuries, you know. So I would say, hey, you know, look at it with a thumbs up. Look at it, keep your head high. Uh, stay with a positive attitude. And once you get involved with it, you'll see, you'll see that it works out. You're making a genuine difference for somebody else. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Wendy, with regards to MDA, how can people help if they want to uh, somehow participate in an event or give monetarily? Tell me uh, so that we can let everybody know how to help you out. Yep. So there are lots of ways that folks can get involved with Muscular Dystrophy Association. And you mentioned some of them. They can donate. They can advocate for folks who are living with neuromuscular disease. They can participate in one of the many, many fundraising events that we have. And of course, one of my personal favorites is that they can volunteer. So they can go to MDA.org if they just want to find ways that they can get involved. And they can go to MDA.org slash volunteer if they would like to look at specific volunteer opportunities. I imagine you have volunteer opportunities in every community across the country. Yes-ish. Um, like as Pretty more close of it, to it. coming back in person, um, there are lots of events that are happening, um, but we also have virtual opportunities for people that maybe if there isn't something specific that meets their time frame and their location, um, that's an option as well. What's the most important thing you would want people to know about the Muscular Dystrophy Association? So I would say the most important thing is that Muscular Dystrophy Association is making the impossible possible for people who are living with genetic disease. And we're providing hope. Um, And this hope is fueled by a pipeline pipeline of promise with more life-empowering treatments. Um, And I would say that this pipeline is growing because we've created an infrastructure with our research, our care, our advocacy programs, um, and that we've been doing that for over 70 years to benefit the families who are living with muscular dystrophy. So we're really proud to say that we are creating even more hope for the millions of patients and their families who are at the heart of our mission. Anthony, uh, you mentioned that you had uh, baseball tonight. Is it a game or practice? Oh, it's just practice. We actually... Uh, just, we just, we just got our teams. Oh, our good. First game, yeah, our first game's coming up on a, uh, next Saturday. So, uh, yeah, we're getting prepared. I just got to see my team, uh, two days ago in our first practice and, you know, just, uh, working them out and see, where they, see who's good at what. What's so, your impression? Are you going to win this year? Oh, of course. <laughs> <laughs> Make them you run know, lots always, of pulls. I've man. always been the guy to, to get like, the bad news bears and yeah. turn them into the all-stars. <laughs> well, there you go. Do you have a catcher? Yes. Yeah. You're good. As long yeah. as you have a catcher, have you're good. I have two of them. I have two of them. Good for you. Well, you got, you're going to win that part. (laughs) Nice. Well, Anthony, thank you so much for your time and for sharing your story with us. And Wendy, it was really a pleasure to meet you and uh, wish you the best of luck with regards to um, all the volunteers moving forward and and the success and the mission of MDA. You're a phenomenal organization and um, I appreciate your time as well. Well, Todd, I appreciate you uh, allowing us to spotlight Anthony because he has done such a spectacular job and we really appreciate that um, transition to work brought him to us and we're hoping to hold on to him, but he's just 
Anthony, thank you. You are phenomenal and we appreciate all of your efforts. I really appreciate that. Thank you, Wendy. And also thank Reemployability. I thank them for, for putting me in this position to give me the opportunity to open my eyes to the MBA. Thanks for listening to REA Audio. If you have any comments or suggestions for an upcoming episode, please let us know. You can find us on Twitter at REA Audio Podcast. That's the best place for feedback and show suggestions. You can also follow REA Audio on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or Stitcher or YouTube Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. You can also check out more content at listentorea.com. If you have a story to tell or you know someone who does, please don't be shy. Email Todd at reemployability.com or tell us on Twitter at REA Audio Podcast. Have a great week. Music.